right, welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Joey. Hey. Mike. Hey. And Tom. Hi, Ross. And last week, we, I think, we had a really good discussion, and it definitely didn't feel like we touched on all the points. And we were talking about, I guess, the, you know, hitting and how to handle that and how to address that to families. And I think one thing that continued to keep coming up was this idea of kind of development, perspective taking. And one thing that was there for me was this idea that there's a necessity for these things to happen. And so... Can you, can you talk more about that? I, oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. And what are these things? <laughs> so I think maybe it's, it's looking at kind of the, the social dynamics I have in my classroom currently that have really helped me keep spinning this around, that conflict is always happening. There's, there's often there's shouting over sh- desired toys or mm-hmm. over play stories of people not being the character they want or, no, you can't have two uh, geckos in our Paw Patrol game because there's only one. Or there's. I think Gecko is somebody else. That's PJ Mask. PJ Mask. There, you see, there you go. I need to start <laughs> watching the shows. I need to as a, as a, as a, edit, edit that. Take take two. Uh-huh. I just schooled you. <laughs> Thank you. I needed that. As as the children do as well. Um, no, but I think there's there there'll be those fights, and uh-huh. I really believe that those are necessary for these early years of development because. Without that conflict, without these, whether it's physical, whether it's verbal, and I think I, emotional conflicts are needed too, children aren't going to understand how to work through these mm-hmm. and internalize these feelings for themselves. How do I handle this situation? How do I respond to this situation? How do I speak of this and share this situation with parents, other teachers, other friends that I'm can, that I really care about? And so I feel like without that, it's it feels similar, and maybe this is too big of a jump, but we're not going to stop infants who are just learning to walk from falling down because we're worried at some point they're going to fall down and skin their knee, or they might fall down and bump their head. We're going to encourage this, yay, they did it, oh, they fell down, oh, they're going to get up again, they're going to keep doing, they're going to keep going over and over and over and over till they finally figure out what balance really is and how right. to make sense or of walking. Or the preschooler building with blocks. I mean, this is a little less physical, but they're building and it keeps falling down. They have the picture in their head of what they want, but they can't get there. Right. And eventually they figure out like a broader base. And you could just tell them and they won't be able to do it the next time. But if they keep doing it and have it fall down and do it and fall down, they'll figure it out. I don't want to cut you off, Joey, but I think with with the tower example, if we keep doing it for them, then they just go, hey, can you do this for me? Right. And I've got a number of children over the years, and I'm thinking of one right now, who... Can you do this? Mm-hmm. Can you draw this part? Well, can you add this part? And I said, No, I, you can. No, I can't do that. When I, f- I know fully that this child's capable of doing this drawing that we're working on. Right. They can. They have the fine motor control. They have the symbolic representation enough to create their own version of this. But there's such a worry of them doing it wrong, mm-hmm. as I'm using air quotes. So it does. So it looks better than like it looks like right. them, rather than them working through right. how the idea of. I think we have this fear of kids being frustrated, right? In that so, sense. So going back to Joey's conversation last yeah. week about uh, uh, what does a teacher do? How does a teacher mediate these kinds of things? Right. Mm-hmm. Because there's a whole range of activities here, and when does a teacher step in, and when does a teacher not step in? Because there's lots of little incidental things that happen and if a teacher's always trying to mediate that mm-hmm. then they're taking away the agency from the child yes. so so uh, 
uh, one of my thoughts or one of the things I always did, a child would come up to me and say, so-and-so hit me. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'd say to them? I'd say, did you say thank you? (laughs) And they looked at me. No, the child hit me. I said, well, did you say thank you? (laughs) And again, they're looking at me and say, wait, that's not, that's not what... Right. I can see the teasing element of your <laughs> it's personality. It's a little bit of teasing, but then I say, well, what did you tell them? Yeah. Did you did you like that or did you not? Well, why don't you go tell them? Right. So taking care of those those more incidental kinds right. of right. conflicts, putting it back on the child for them to go and mm-hmm. say, oh, I didn't like that. I think that really builds their agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which and what you will, did to those, you didn't just tell them to say it. You did it in a humorous way, which also breaks up some of the emotion of it. So I think it's easier for right. them to say it because they're not in that like reactive mo- mode mm-hmm. of like, so, I'm angry about it. It's like, oh, I guess I could just talk to him. You know, it, it, it <laughs> right. takes them out of the moment for a second. So yeah. that's a different mediation than if there's a real conflict. Right. And right. That, if both sides are passionately it, inflamed about right, something. Right. And, but I wanted to get that part in first yeah. and we right, can right. talk about what yeah. really happens yeah. when, when things look like they're like they're on the powder keg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I think, that, but I do think that in all those situations that those, those are those necessary, I'll refer to them as fall downs that we see from the baby who's just learning to walk. They need to process mm-hmm. when you do this, I don't like this. So I think right. if we're well, talking old, if we're talking older infants and young toddlers, there's probably going to be a quicker step because again, we know developmentally, they're not going to understand that hitting and then being hit, there's going to be just more. So I, Oh, I can't let you hit anymore. That really hurts. And you probably to physically sort of stop them. Yep. But watching watching a conflict talking. with preschoolers and some of the older preschoolers that you know I have right now, letting them kind of take a couple, whether it's verbal shots at each uh-huh. other or there might be a little bit of pushing, because sometimes they'll do it and they'll look at me like, "Did you see that?" Because they know what it's not supposed to happen. I go, "Yep, uh uh-uh, uh, that's that's not going to solve your problem. Uh huh. How are we going to do this differently?" And what so you're doing is you're giving them that opportunity to fall before. Yeah. Right. Well, I was a little while ago, I was thinking, and I know this might be tangential to, I mean, or to part of the conversation, but a slightly different perspective. It's also like, it's kind of, there's this, there's this idea of innocence that goes in some people's, like right. childhood represents pure innocence. Right. And there are no problems right. when you're a child. And they don't know children. Which yeah. is, so which is sort of funny to think that, yeah. that, right. that, 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 but that, it, that does like, Oh, how could this happen? How could two kids be screaming at the top of their lungs about who's going right. to have the keyboard or whatever it might be? Because yep. children, because childhood is, is about happiness and, and about innocence right. and, and, and it, and it, it, I think it can, I don't know. It can like hurt some people's hearts to see that Absolutely. kind of emotion mm-hmm. coming out of children. But it's sort right. of like, but why? I don't know why we would expect it to be any different. You know, because children are human. You mean well, babies cry when they're hungry. Yep. I mean, you know, they're experiencing an unpleasant like, right. you know, right. feeling. And it's sort of like there's you know from the very beginning. And and what they're doing when that cry happens, they're recognizing someone who cares about me is coming to help me solve this because I can't feed myself, I can't change myself, I can't get out of this uncomfortable right. position, I can't cool myself down, I can't heat myself up. But they're <laughs> learning in it right away that someone else is here that can help them, and there you can form these trusting relationships. So as they're getting older, we know that independence is obviously going to be growing and going to be necessary because. The adults aren't always going to be there. So what we're, I think, building that agency to help. Yeah. How do yeah. I start forming this for myself? 
and that if we are always so quick to step in and to say as soon as that uh that cry happens or you right. see that swing take place and you jump in and say nope go sit over there you sit over there rather than as you were talking about last week right. Joey, like having people talk talk to one another or right. say well what's going on i'm sorry that you right. got hit but what's happening here right and I've had a rule that where if I don't see it happen, I'm not going to immediately assume that what I'm being told right. is only the thing. That, they hit me. Okay, well, what happened? Why did they hit you? Right. Did you, what did what what happened before that? Well, right. I I took the swing that they wanted. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they're very forthcoming of like, well, I actually pushed them first, but that's because I wanted and that it right. showed. That get, that's on another developmental right. topic. That gives me a window into where they're at developmentally. Yeah. But it also helps me. Maybe I'm thinking back to my own childhood traumas with my sister, who <laughs> was very great about, ah, oh, he hit me. And then my parents would finally be like, but what happened? And like, right. Oh, because you smashed Legos on the top. Right, of right. Which, if she's listening, yeah, I still remember that. Yeah. We talk about that actually quite often. So one anyway. thing I think that's... Because she knew how to make you hit her. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, right, and that, and kids learn that. One thing I think that's important to think about with preschoolers, toddlers too, and Diane Levin has this way of explaining the way kids think, and it's essentially before they really get cause and effect. Yep. That children, she used the phrase, they live in a film strip, and I, I always say PowerPoint, but yep. that idea yep. that whatever they're in, whatever moment they're in, kids can forget that what just happened before or what's going to happen next. Exactly. So the kid that yep. they're always playing with is not their friend at this moment right and we have to accept in some ways that that's true yeah like telling them that oh no you two are friends you'll be playing again in five minutes that doesn't help yeah but being with them in that moment can help and eventually right. mm-hmm. they will grow to be able to say yeah. oh this happened right and first, giving them that language oh, like you feel happen. that way right now yeah yep. you know and acknowledging yeah. it yeah it's like you're really sad right i'm now. not gonna be your best friend anymore and that's Don't what i think say that and i think like, that's where adults kind of help when kids when it gets to that point where they need adults, it's when they get totally stuck right. in and they can't figure out how to get out of it, whether because right. they're just so mad or they're so... Right. But a lot of times, especially as they're learning this, they're not going to get to that mode where everything becomes more of a video instead of a PowerPoint. Yep. Is by having the first few, like, pushes, swings, verbal exchanges, mm-hmm. and then, like, oh, and then they solve it. But if the adult... So it's that... It's, it's not an easy one to know. When do you right. jump in because they're right. not going to figure it out? Like you said right. with toddlers, you kind of know. Yep. Like if they're hitting each other, they're going to continue. Like right. There's not really... Maybe, a... maybe you need that 10-second <laughs> rule. Like well, you, yeah. you, you, you count to 10 before you actually intervene. Right. Because, yeah. you, you, because you, you have to take... Yeah, I think that's you a kind of have to You, yeah. you kind of have to take a measure of, of the children, the situation, mm-hmm. and what's going on. <laughs> I, I saw a video at a conference. The, the the name of the the name of the session was "This is going to hurt." Oh, <laughs> and the kids were outside playing with sticks, and one kid hit another kid with a stick, and the kid just all of a sudden got so mad he just went and he hit the kid in the kisser. Yeah, I mean, really, he you're just showing said, a punch. Here. Yeah, 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 a punch. Okay. He punched him right in the right in the face, and when he did that, he stopped. Right. And so did the other kids stop, and they went, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Right. And the teacher didn't need to intervene, even though it was so, right. I don't right. know. Right. It looked it looked so aggressive. Right. Like they so actually figured it out. They, well, right away, they figured out, oh, my God, what did I just do? This idea of agency is, is resonating, resonating oh, with yeah. me right now because I was, uh, and teacher solving or adult solving problems for children because 
and going back to the idea that childhood isn't just rainbows and roses all the time because life just isn't. Right. You don't like everybody. And yeah. you don't get along with everybody. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean you get to hit them. I mean, you know, or take right. their toys away. Right. You know, but you don't like everybody, and you yeah. and and sometimes you want someone to like you, and they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can think of you know what a favor it would have been to me as a child if someone right. had just said, "They're not nice to you. Stop trying to play with them." Right. You know, I mean, I could have saved like a whole year of pain in elementary school if someone had just said that. Instead, somebody was, I had somebody I wanted to play with and the teacher was always trying to make them be nice to me. Yes. And I believed it. I believed that it would happen because the teacher, the teacher told them they had to do it. If someone had just said, she's kind of a jerk. Yeah. You'd do better off somewhere else. Right. And, and again, those are those, I feel like when we're talking kindergarten readiness, when we're talking getting children, you know, these are the life skills that later on, like if someone's going to keep knocking your stuff your block structures down they're going to keep saying you're stupid when you're playing or that they make you and always like, it's be not the baby okay, but you don't game. have to st- put up with it either. and i think that's it's again it's that saying you don't have to be here you can play some find someone who you really connect with and i think it helps to again label their emotions like yeah. wow that really hurt your feelings absolutely i'm sorry you feel that way i wonder if there's someone else you could play with do yep. you want help like looking yeah. around and and often what i'll do is i'll walk with the child and th- oh so they're drawing over right. there and they, and right. i just kind of help them see help who else them is say around. it i'm not like saying right. you should do this or you should do that right. but more like oh well they're doing this and they're doing that kind of pulling them out of that again that like powerpoint thing of yep. like let's get out of this moment and see oh yeah look at all the other things right. that are happening yeah. in this classroom right, right. now and right. then like still trying to give them the agency to make the next choice but at least helping them see the bigger picture give a wider view and i think it's it, with that film strip or the the powerpoint i think it's that not only that they can't i think there's there's times where they can't recognize the before or the after but i think sometimes they might only hold on to that after slide mm-hmm. because they're and that's where we're talking about the week oh, before yeah, where right. it's like yeah no it's it was this instance whether that was the one like this is the person there was the one day that we played Right. Kitty family, and it was great. And that's I want to go back to that. Uh-huh. I want that to be there. And you recognize that the other playmate, they don't They've remember that. On. They moved on because they didn't. The, the child who's wanting to keep playing uh-huh. this didn't remember that there was only three children in class that day, so there right. was right. nobody else to play with. Right. And this is what worked. Right. Or that this was the day that they did get knocked down, and that hurt so bad that I need to, I'm not going to ever move past this one slide. Right. So I keep going back to that reporting, which was what you were talking about last week, Joey, right. with the idea that children are reporting, I'm getting hit, I'm getting hit, I'm getting right. hit. And is it really what's happening? And that's where the, I think one of the tangential bullet points that I had from last week too, is the idea of helping families or helping parents go, so this is why that hitting is happening. We're, this is how we're addressing it. And I think Tom's point of saying, giving it time to buffer that, to have the conversation, but to say, this is why this happens. Children are still understanding. I don't want to see your child get hit either. Right. And we're, this is the steps we're doing to work on that. But I can't guarantee that it's never going to happen again because find me any adult in the, in the world of today who's never had a skinned knee, skinned elbow, bruised chin, paper cut you know all and the, tell me what mental health services they're receiving now because they haven't actually experienced those things exactly <laughs> so if there was that situation like trying to just give to help parents have their own kind of understanding that these are those necessary building blocks to give your child that so when they get to 
elementary school and they're in third grade and someone's like hey, you got a dumb shirt on they're just like they just looking like yeah this shirt's awesome what are you talking about rather than being crushed right. the yeah, rest yeah. of the day right or that right. the friend that they've made has all of a sudden you know done something that hurt their feelings whether on purpose or by accident that they can speak up and say whoa wh- when you said that i did not that really right. hurt my yeah, feelings yeah. And that they're the ones who so it's start. So the agency, they have the agency. The agency, the agency and mm-hmm. and they and they've got the language and the words to talk about it, rather than oh God, what do I do? I'd, where's teacher? Help me talk right. through this because I. But and then they realize they're in the cafeteria, and the other teachers are over there talking in the corner because like oh my God, can you believe it's whatever day today? And so if these are the skills that we need to take into adulthood because where are our teachers i'm looking at all of us in the room who are going to step in when we feel upset or when we feel like we've been slighted or when we feel like we've been cut off in traffic because that person broke the rules they're not doing what they're supposed to do you're not zipper merging it's such a simple concept (laughs) one after the other the zipper will work sorry that's another it's a whole other thread but you know what i'm saying like road construction season has started we we as adults have well, and on that, sorry, to pick up on Go the traffic it. note, it's sort of silly, but like driving home last night, I realized I cut someone off and I felt really bad about it because I know I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah. And I felt kind of how foolish. Long, how long did you hold on to it? Oh, I'm still, I am. It happened last <laughs> night and I'm still feeling pretty foolish because it's like, oh my God, like that, I did Sounds that like to you. Sounds like you're upset about that. Well, but it's also, I made a mistake. Right. Like I know yes. I shouldn't do that. Just like the, I think the kid who hits when yeah. they're mad about Oftentimes. the block, they pretty much know, you know, when you go over and say, ooh. You know, that's not okay. They didn't like that or whatever. They're kind of looking at you like, yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't mean, well, maybe they meant to, but like, yeah, I know I wasn't supposed to. I know that's not cool. I mean, right. for most kids within the range of normal development, after the fact, know that they lost their cool. Yep. And so the idea that you can't make a mistake, because here we are as adults, right. cutting people off in right. traffic yep. when we know that's not what you're supposed right. to do. Yep. And this is what I was, I've been seeing over the past week with these bigger social kind of more and it's more verbal stuff there has been some pushing and things but there's been more of this kind of bickering and fighting and they'll they'll do it and then they'll look to the teacher they'll be like is this can that huh huh and i've crossed the line and i've got the older group right now and i've said what are you two gonna do about this mm-hmm. i don't think you need me to help right now and then <laughs> sometimes they do and then mm-hmm. that's where we go in. And mm-hmm. it's kind of that count to 10. And it, I think the, the count to 10 works. And sometimes knowing the children, it's a one, two, three, four. It might be a slow count, depending on another group. One, two, three, four, right. five. Okay, yep, I got to go. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, this is in your head. Because there's other people who will count out loud to the kids, sort of like warning oh, the kids. Yeah, I want to make sure that we're... Yeah, this know. is an internal like, yeah. okay, do they need me? Can I? How long do I wait? Because yeah. can I let them actually sort this out? Because that, again makes me feel so happy and so proud and so excited inside when they do it. But I can see it in their faces, and that's the bigger reward is that they themselves feel like they've accomplished that. I realize they did the same thing, but more of a teasing style, more of a a Tom style. Because I would always say, well, don't solve this problem without me. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, they're like... They, you know, they do figure it, it out, but it when, somehow turned like, like, oh yeah, we don't need him. When you know your audience, when you yeah, know the you children, you have to know, yeah, definitely. And, but I do that to it, certain kids. It can deflate those big emotions because they realize it's just Legos. I don't really need to start screaming over this, and that when I screamed last time, nobody came to help. Because there's that, and I think that we can identify that. To... There's that real 
this somebody's really getting hurt or I actually am really upset. And those things can be very different. So it's not to say like, oh, that child's screaming again. Just go ahead. I think there's that checking in and really realizing, can I recognize the situation where I say, whoa, hang on. When you're, they can't understand what you're feeling when you're screaming. Tell them. Tell them that you didn't like when they took this. So I think there's a lot there. I think we there's so much. There's a lot so there, but I, but the idea that it's whatever you just said, Tom, is developmentally normal. And what did you say? We just have to accept it. I can't. I can't. I don't it has to happen. It has to happen. I think you said it had to happen. I do. I do. I, I'll, I'll stand need, by that. Kids need to fight. And if we, if there's a one takeaway, bring bring <laughs> the conversation to the to the internet and talk more about it on Facebook and the pretty comments. Pretty provocative. Because I think yeah. I I'd like to hear people maybe who have challenged ideas or kind of mm-hmm. who are thinking differently. Because I I do I will st- I'll stand behind that we need to fight, quote unquote in early childhood to really learn how not to do it later. So thanks everybody for the discussion. I think we can wrap it up there. Thanks, Thanks, Russ. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.